0: Hi, I'm Kwaku, a representative from Kwakol. Kwaku from Kwakol. Okay. Kwakol is a multi-asset broker that allows you to trade various assets on the financial market. Wait. Kwakol? Like the sound a dog makes? No, sir. How do you spell it? K-W-A-K-O-L. Kwakol. Why Kwakol? Where's that name from? I don't know, sir. I'm just a rep. You never asked? You just took the job and started selling to people? You're giving me bad vibes, bro. I'm sorry about that, sir. I may not know why it's called Quackle, but I do know it can make you very rich. You know what else is very rich? No, sir. Duck meat. Ah. Sir, well, if you use Quackle to trade or invest, you'll be able to afford all the duck you want. (laughs) I like you, I like you. Tell me more. With a small portion of your income, you can begin to trade and invest so that your money doesn't devalue in the bank. And if you don't want to spend time learning to trade or invest, we have systems that will automatically make intelligent trades for you at no extra cost. Whatever your needs, experience, or income level, we have something that will make you money over time. You had me at automatically make intelligent trades. I knew you would appreciate that, sir. Where do I sign up? Visit kwakowmarkets.com and the rest is a piece of cake. You mean piece of duck. I see what you did there, sir. Oh, and the best part? You get a $100 sign-up bonus, which means that once you make your first deposit, we give you an additional $100 for you to trade with. For real? Way to sweeten the deal. I think you mean sweeten the duck, sir. (laughs) Ha! I like you Quaku, from Kwakow. Come on in, let me play you my podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. This episode is sponsored by Kwako, a leader in financial research, technology and brokering. Telling your story is the secret to survival. The entire journey matters from your departure to your arrival. When you tell your story, you carry others with you because if you die today, how else would they miss you? But more important than the story you tell the world is the story you tell yourself about yourself. Tis the difference between poverty and wealth, sickness and health. Tis about how you interpret the cards you're dealt. Be conscious of your words, thoughts and actions, for they can cause pain or bring satisfaction. It takes gods and glory to tell your story, but it will be worth it in the end. Don't you worry, don't be sorry, don't be in a hurry to hide your truth, for this is the springtime of your youth. Self-expression is your prerogative, and though they say truth is relative, You are forever and always the master of your narrative. Any event from your past can mean what you want it to mean. Your future can be what you want it to be. While reality is what happens in between, circumstances changing from scene to scene, you will pivot from dream to dream, trying to run that life-changing scheme. Be easy though, lest you run out of steam. Whatever happens, you get to decide what to hold on to and what to let slide. It's your story. You can tell one side, or both. Either way, the power of your story is not a joke. Don't sleep, my friend. Stay woke. On March 3rd, 1991... In Los Angeles, California, a black man was brutally beaten by LAPD officers during his arrest after a high-speed chase for driving while intoxicated. His name was Rodney King. Some guy happened to be nearby filming the incident from his balcony and sent the footage to a local news station. The incident was covered by news media around the world and caused a public furor unlike any seen in American history at the time. Every black person in the world watched, with white-hot rage, the brutalization of their black brother by the police on national television. Camera phones and social media didn't exist in '91, so that would be the first time the world would witness firsthand the scourge of racist America. Rodney King became the most famous black man in the world and a symbol of police brutality that day. Exactly one month after King's life-changing assault, on April 5th, 1991, in a South Korean hospital, I was born, and my parents named me Rodney, in solidarity with King. True story. I am a Nigerian Igbo man, born in South Korea, named Rodney. Named after a symbol of American police brutality. You can't make this up. The most random and unusual of origin stories. But ain't that how the best stories begin, though? Welcome to the Young God. Yep. Yeah. Stand back. Got to talk. Watch calls. Privacy is key, man. Privacy is key. You're telling your story secrets, secret will survive. Do you know that? Do you know what that means? Like really, all we ever have is our stories and and things that happen to us. And what the the most successful people are able to do is use their story for financial gain. If you can take everything you've you've been through, analyze it, and interpret it in a way that you can tell the story and help others or entertain others or just give yourself a form of expression, you have hit gold. Amanda a DJ, once spoke about the danger of a single story. But what about the danger of a poorly told story, especially when it comes to our personal narratives? This episode is about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves, the story we choose to tell others, and how it can make or break us. Telling your story is the secret to survival. Remember that? From the poem? Written by yours truly, Humblebrag. As I was saying, telling your story is the secret to survival. You're going to hear that a lot in this episode. I want it to sink in. You may be thinking, it can't be that deep, but alas, it can and it is. There's a bloodless and inexpensive formula for self-actualization and I've glimpsed it in the genius of storytelling. And not just any story, I'm talking about telling your story, whether it's through your words, your work or in conversations. The story you tell yourself about yourself is realizing that the only thing you truly own is what has happened to you, what you take from it, and the narrative you create with it. The connection between storytelling and survival begins with the brain. Our brain's prime directive is survival. The devil works hard, but this brain, our subconscious, works harder trying to amass more information that will help us survive in a variety of situations. On its own, the brain will overthink and worry in the name of survival, but stories and storytelling are the more positive ways the brain extracts useful life lessons that help us when we need them the most. Everybody's a storyteller these days. Storytelling has become the industry buzzword that we sprinkle on our proposals and values to make ourselves seem more interesting. But make no mistake, there are levels to this. Are you really a storyteller if you haven't mastered your own story? If you haven't found the thread that connects everything you've ever done, everything you've been through and the person you've become, are you a hero or a villain, the victor or the victim? Are you acting out a comedy or a tragedy? You probably have no idea. That's because it's very easy to tell the stories of others, but challenging to know and tell our own. Everybody you see and meet is acting out a story. Whether they know it or not, Very few people know what their story is and you should know what your story is because because it might be a tragedy and trust me you don't want to be a tragedy. Though they named me Rodney my parents reverted to calling me by my Igbo name Sumto short for Sumto Chuku which means join me and praise God The moment we moved back to Nigeria, Rodney became the neglected middle name, only to be seen in writing, never heard. But I always had a special affinity for the name, even before I knew the story behind it. Once I entered boarding school, safely outside the reach of my parents' gaze, shall I say, I introduced myself as Roy, intended to be short for Rodney. It really wasn't, but it stuck anyway. And so, for six years of my life, within the four walls of Loyola Jesuit College, Roy was my name. It always threw my parents off hearing teachers refer to me as Roy whenever they came for visiting day. What I didn't expect, though, was my father eventually coming around to call me Roy, albeit as a pet name. When we moved to South Africa in 2007, I was desperate to reinvent myself because, well, Let's just say Roy had developed a bad rap in Loyola. I was 17 at the time, new environment, new friends, new classmates, new teachers, new hormones. So I thought, new name, why not? And so I reintroduced myself to the world as Rodney and the rest is history. I like my ego name. But I like Rodney better. It's that simple. Sumto is a beautiful name. It's melodic. It's Sumto. Sumto. Do you hear that? It's amazing. But for me, it's, it's too ubiquitous. Sumto's are many, but Rodney's are few. Very, very few. My main character syndrome compelled me to go for the name less common. My interpretation of this story is that I have always been one to control my narrative. Being able to draw a thread between how I was as a child to how I am now is incredibly gratifying. It helped me understand everything that has led up to this creation of the young God. It tells me that I am the child that survived, that this is not a fluke. This is who I've always been, and that gives me confidence. Telling your story is the secret to survival. How exactly? I'm glad you asked. First of all, a certain amount of vulnerability is needed to tell your story, whatever the medium. And vulnerability, they say, is strength. Because in the act of being vulnerable, you better understand what happened, what you may have missed, or what you may have repressed. New insights about yourself and life in general spring up as a consequence of your vulnerability. It's not really the act of being vulnerable that makes you strong, even though that takes strength. Ultimately, the lessons you learn about yourself in the process of being vulnerable are what make you truly strong. Self-knowledge is strength. And in this life, only the strong survive. The second reason that telling your story is the secret to your survival is that telling your story is good for your mental health. It's pretty hard to survive in this cold world if your headspace is dark, muddy, and victim-based. Self-expression is a tool for decluttering. If you tell the right story, you can go from a victim to a creator in one move. That's why talk therapy is so effective. Except, the ultimate goal is to be your own therapist, to be able to go into your own head by yourself and find the meaning. The third reason telling your story is the secret to your survival is that, when you tell your own story, you develop the tools to identify and tell other stories as well. Especially if you're a content creator, marketer, brand developer, writer, author, musician, you name it, the best storytellers know their own story well and they draw from it to tell stories that touch. When you're that good a storyteller, you have all kinds of opportunities to make money and achieve fame or recognition. That's survival. That's you using the only thing you truly own, your experiences, your story, to thrive. I'm about to say something, and I need it to sink in. If there's anything you take away from this episode, let it be this. Everything you have ever been through holds the seeds, the magic beans you need to become a god. You just have to be able to see it and harness it. If you've been through some shit, good or bad, particularly bad, you are sitting on a gold mine, and you won't even know. You are the philosopher's stone that can turn shit to sugar. There's so much you can do with your story and the lessons you've learned. Don't just forget, don't repress, express. Your story is literally the treasure you've been looking for. I don't care what you think you've been through. That tragedy, that story is your ticket to fucking life if you can only see it. For example, my first guest of the season, Kechi Okuchi, is the sole survivor of a plane crash that took place when she was 18 years old. She lost her classmates, she lost years of her life to rehab and surgery, she lost her beauty to the flames. That's a lot of loss for one person to take. Today, she's an author, a speaker, a singer, a former contestant on America's Got Talent, and a source of hope to millions. Everything she enjoys in life today is as a result of that tragic day. She told me the story of how she took all that shit and turned it into sugar. It was fucking inspirational. Go listen. There's a link in the description of this episode. And that's the secret. That's how you become a god. Speaking of god, more specifically, the son of god. The ultimate storyteller. Jesus Christ. He's most famous for having one of the most compelling stories ever told. He knew his story, from his humble beginnings in the manger, to being born, to a virgin mother, to the temptations in the wilderness, to his being the Son of God. Jesus knew he was no ordinary man, and he used his self-knowledge to help others find themselves. Have you heard of the Gospel of Thomas? If not, you gotta Google it. Unlike the mainstream gospels according to Matthew, Luke and John, The Gospel of Thomas does not really tell the story of the life and death of Jesus. It's more a documentation of unspoken truths about the Kingdom of God. My favorite of these is number 70 which says, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Rewind that back. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. The first time I ever read that line, it resonated so deeply. It effortlessly sums up the God mentality. It can be interpreted in so many ways, but in the context of this episode, in the context of telling one story, it's alluding to how being authentic with your story, your gifts, your point of view, your truth can bring you power. If you're suffering, if you're going through it, you're probably not being authentic enough. There's probably something you're afraid to share. Go within. Think about it. Just so you know, my money is now on Quackle, and yours should too. It's always a good idea to have some money somewhere, even if it's just 50k, adding value over time. If you're lazy like me, sign up, deposit, set up your trader, and forget about it. Before you know it, 50k has turned into something else. Trust me, use my special link in the description of this episode and let your money work for you. Whether you want to be hands-on or passive, it just works. Quackle has features and options for all kinds of needs. Get your money right. Get on Quackle today. Growing up, I've always found myself in this interesting space where I'm in a place, but not of it. If that makes sense. This has been the recurring theme of my life. To this day, In high school, in uni, in my family, in South Korea, being the only black child among all these Asians, as an adult, even in my romantic relationships, I've always had an unusual approach to things. So I'm either celebrated for my eccentricities or criticized for them. This has been the story of my life. I regularly think about the things that have happened to me and where they trace back to. Being able to find the thread that connects the recurring themes of my life has made me confident in my decisions and direction. It's allowed me to lean into my quirks, my uniqueness, and lean on them for guidance. It is the source of my self-love. It is why I thrive. The stories my mother told me about my first three years, combined with my own childhood memories, reinforce my belief that I am exactly who I am meant to be. The validation, the realization is, what's the word? Spiritual. I know my story and I desperately want to see it through to its climactic end. There are three phases every person must go through in life when it comes to their story. Listen closely and see where you fit in. The first is the camel phase where you sort of carry all the foolish prejudices society has placed upon you take on the obligations, you succumb to society's pressure, you do things because it's how it's always been done and it's what they said you should do. You don't question much, sort of like a sheep. Then comes the lion phase where you've had it up to here with all the bullshit, the expectations and obligations. You get woke and rebel against everything. Everything becomes a battle. You have this need to challenge and complain and criticize the way things are. You think you know better. You think in black and white, there's a constant state of friction between yourself and the world. But once you understand your story and find that unique thread that connects your past, present and future, you enter the final phase, the highest phase, the childhood phase. Or as I like to call it, phase. In this phase, you realize that no one can make you do anything you don't want to do. There's no need to rebel, no friction, just self-possession and growth. You realize that you are who you are and the world is what it is. Let people have their opinion. Let people think whatever they want to think and do whatever they want to do as long as you can do you. You face the world with a sort of playfulness, a childlike innocence, open to all kinds of experiences and information. You're good. You're a god. Most people never get here. They stay stuck in the camel or lion phases and it severely limits their ability to be themselves and enjoy their lives. They drag this invisible weight around. They don't carry their suffering well. At this point, you might be visualizing what phases you and the people you know might be in. Like I said, everybody you see and meet is acting out a story, whether they know it or not. Are you a camel, lion or a child? Are you in between phases? You probably didn't have a clue before now, but you need to know, so that you can plot a way forward. You're the main character of your story and that's character development. Boss my brain! boss my fucking brain! Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, Take a deep breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Let's resume. My alma mater has a tradition of asking parents to predict the career paths of their children just after they've been accepted into the school. My parents' response was, wait for it, broadcasting, and they were right as rain. My father gave me proof of this on my 30th birthday. It was a printed form with a handwritten response, clear as day. He had kept it all this time. I was stunned. I was almost moved to tears by the precision of my personality and purpose. At age 10, it was so abundantly clear that I was meant to talk to people for a living. Yet another thread from my past that connects to my present. Yet another sign from the universe that I am exactly who I am meant to be. I am on my path. Again, the validation is spiritual. In sociology, there's a concept called habitus, which is the link between our habitat, our habits and our character. Your habitus is the reality in your head based on the things you've witnessed. And in the case of a storyteller like myself, that's what brings you business. If you can lean into your unique point of view, that's if you have one, of course. You can create opportunities that will bring you bread. What if your journey and your philosophy became your monopoly? What's the first rule of entrepreneurship? Find a problem to solve. When you know your story, you can identify problems only you can solve. See where I'm going with this? That's how life-changing products and billion-dollar businesses are created. It's the story that compels investors to invest. It's the story that moves customers to spend their hard-earned money. People don't want more information. They're up to their eyeballs in information. What they really want is faith. Faith in you, your goals, your success, and the story you tell. But faith needs a story to sustain it. A meaningful story that inspires belief in you and renews hope that your ideas do indeed offer what they promise. That's the difference between being an influencer and an influential person. Genuine influence goes deeper than getting people to do what you want them to do. Is giving people the courage to be themselves because of how you do you. Oh, oh my God. God. Yo, Lord. Telling your story is the secret to your survival. 100%. The problem is you have too much pride. You think you know all there is to know about yourself. You think you're special because you're private and people don't know what you're about or what you're up to. I will I have a small circle. Rest I beg. No one gives a fuck. You're only doing yourself. I mean, I get the need to avoid unnecessary attention but you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can bring yourself and your story to the world in many ways while also keeping some things for yourself. An open book is open only one page at a time. So yeah, it is possible to find that balance between openness and mystery. That is the true art of storytelling. Knowing what is worth telling and what isn't, what to put in and what to leave out. In a nutshell, to know your story is to understand yourself. To tell your story is to give others a chance to understand you. And that's how you survive. I know my story and I desperately want to see it through to its climactic end. Speaking of seeing things to its climactic end, my surname, Amal Kache, translates to what he starts, he finishes. Ome. It's a rare and powerful title in Igbo land that happens to be my family name. It's also one that people outside Igbo land find difficult to place because it doesn't spell like the average Igbo name. The meaning of the name is something that has informed my personal narrative. What he starts, he finishes. I believe in trying, in doing, in committing. I believe in seeing things through. I'm a completist. After something happens, I ask myself, what is the lesson? What do I take from this? What will I become by this? I craft a narrative that helps me move forward. Knowing my story so deeply has made for the most incredible main character syndrome, but in the best way. You too can craft a narrative that energizes you and gives you a sense of direction. Consider yourself a kind of Archaeologist digging into your own past and that of your generation looking for artifacts for observations that you can thread together to form a narrative that is both objective and subjective when you examine your memories try to do so with some distance even when you recall the emotions you felt at the time catch yourself in the moment when you make judgments of good and bad about yourself and your experiences how can you interpret them to find the meaning With some distance and awareness, you can become much more than a follower of or a rebel against the times. You can just be. Mold your own relationship to things and set the fucking trends can develop such a skill through practice, by revisiting your stories often and always, not just to retell them, you should rewrite them also. Let's learn to interpret what we've been through and what we're going through in a way that makes us stronger and leaves us with a better idea of who we are. By the way, this is the season finale. It's been a long, unbelievable and eventful fifth season, with 50 episodes, 50 episodes a personal best, now I can rest, it's been real, and it's time to recharge, I need to explore other things and build back my love for this medium, I need time to miss it, and I need you to miss me, know what I mean? But just so you know, the season finale doesn't mean radio silence, there will be random bonus episodes dropping from time to time, especially when something newsworthy happens, like, Maybe Chris Rock slaps Will Smith back or something, I don't know. Or maybe some random burst of inspiration hits. There's so much for you to enjoy in the meantime, so you'll be all right, okay? Okay. Before I go, though, I want to give a vote of thanks to a few people who have contributed to the success of this season. First, I want to thank my therapist for helping me declutter and inspiring two of the most incredible episodes on mental health ever. Next, I want to thank Zainab Gimbia for being a confidant and cheerleader through the highs and lows of producing this show and for being my listener of one. Your feedback has been invaluable. I want to thank Jennifer Osaru. The live show would not have happened without this woman, a force of nature when it comes to organizing and and, and bringing people and things together. She's also my Athena woman. If you know, you know. So that's two reasons to thank Jennifer for choosing me. You have no idea how much it meant to me to have you on my team. God knows though. I want to thank Blessing Mukuru, my community manager, for lending me her voice throughout the season. Your contribution made those episodes 10 times better. She played the role of my therapist, by the way, in that episode, so, I mean, how dope was that? Blessing is also responsible for one of the sponsors coming on board. That was clutch. Way to live up to your name, blessing. Speaking of sponsors, I want to thank the brands that put their money where my mouth is. Quackall, Chavit Properties, The Sink Hub, La Taverna, Skillers, The Gatsby. You are all a part of this epic story forever. May business always be good. Last but not least, the fans the best fans a creator could ever ask for you already know how i feel about y'all you listened engaged came to my show bought my merch nominated me for awards and shared the podcast with those who would appreciate it you've been good to me and i am so happy that i get to serve you with my voice and my vibe this podcast is nothing without you by the way, we started a community on WhatsApp for fans of the show to connect, discuss, and most importantly, influence the direction of the upcoming season. I want to involve you more in the process, so if you would like to participate and contribute, hit the link in the description of this episode. Once you're added, please introduce yourself so we can welcome you properly. As I call curtains on this season, remember, you are a God made in the image of God, fucking act like it. Be the difference in whatever situation you find yourself in. Be beautiful in all things. You are a story waiting to be told. Don't hide, don't overthink it. Simply move as your heart commands and it'll all work out for good. That said, it is finished. What a run. My name is Rodney Omokache and this is the young God.